What's happening, everyone? It's Tyler Pyburn from Five Tool Productions, and this is the Create Smarter Podcast. This episode is all about running a family business. We're talking to the owner of Scylla's Coffee House in Norfolk, Mass., Mary Ellen Blue, and her son, Ben. We talk about how they started, some of the challenges they've faced along the way, and what it's like to work with your entire family. It's the Create Smarter Podcast, and it starts right now. So we welcome in Mary Ellen, we welcome in Ben. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you because it's not too often that I get to, you know, interview someone that literally their shop is right down the street from my house and I frequent literally every single weekend. So <laughs> it's pretty cool, <laughs> to say the least. So Scylla's yeah. Coffee House itself. How did it start? When did you guys get rolling? Mary Ellen, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, we opened of, uh, June of 2015. And so we're going into our fourth year, and um, it's it's been a lot of work. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we've um, had our ups and downs, and just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. But um, I think we're we're really sort of getting the hang of it, and kind of worked through a lot of the kinks and. Um, you know, something that we always wanted to do, the kids and I, years before, would sit on the beach in Chatham and just say, you know, we should open a coffee shop. And we had different names for it. We had different locations. And um, so it just finally all kind of happened. I was yeah. going to say, how did it finally come to fruition? Obviously, you know, you, you said you had this idea. Was this something that you'd just been yeah. brewing forever? Well, or? You know, for years, really. For, really? <laughs> honestly, yeah. for years and years. And then when I have four kids... And um, when my youngest went off to kindergarten, I did what a lot of the moms do. I had different part-time jobs. And then, actually, a brother of mine, um, I'm one of nine, so my younger brother came to me. <laughs> Which said, one of younger brothers? One of nine, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, he's, he's number eight, so number oh eight gosh, came to okay. me and said, you know, you've always talked about opening a coffee shop. Why don't you do it? And I was like, what? And he was like, why don't you do it? You've just talked about it. and. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I, you know, have the skills or the know-how. So I actually went out and worked at a few independent coffee places. I worked at Quebrada Baking Company in Wellesley. I worked at La Aroma. And I wanted to make sure that I could physically get up at 4.30 in the morning and, and um, you know, work the hours that it really requires to run a coffee shop. So after doing that for a year, I went back to my brother and he's like, well, and I said, you know what, I love it. Um, I love the people part of it. Um, everybody has a story. Everybody's story is different. And with coffee, unlike a bartender or even a restaurant you might visit once a month, a coffee shop, you see someone, if they're a regular, every single day. And every single day you get to know a little bit more about them. And to me, that's the best part of this is the people, without that's a doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. cool. So when your mom says, I want to open up a coffee shop, Tell me well, what's kind of your energy. I know you say, yeah, you should do it. You got to go. But when it actually starts to happen, well, what's kind of going through your mind? To be honest, I had never worked in something like a coffee shop. I mean, I had a little bit of experience in a place like a pizza place or something like that. But uh, I was obviously excited. I was in support of it. I'm a huge coffee drinker myself. But to say I was a little bit nervous would be an understatement. I, I, I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, but I mean, we our family's so close and we're, we've always been open with each other about different suggestions for the coffee shop and stuff like that. So I think... Honestly, within a few weeks of opening the business, we knew we'd be able to pull it off and we knew that we'd be able to work together and, 
you know, uh, tackle any obstacle that came into our way early on, which there was definitely a few. Oh, Ben and I laugh at some of the stuff that we've had to deal with, and you just have to think on your feet, and you just have to go with it. And you, sometimes you have to just make decisions, or if a piece of equipment breaks down and it's the middle of a Saturday rush, you've just got to figure out how to get those people served and and have them leave happy. Oh, we, we love to joke about how the day-to-day business runs today versus the first few weeks like a few years ago. Because we did have a lot of experience of working in a restaurant, but I guess we didn't know just some of the, like, the little small stuff, like how many people you should have on staff the first few weeks. I think we'll both tell you we had, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11 people behind the counter. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Oh, oh we okay. wanted to give everyone Make everything sure we right had away. enough, right? Oh, yeah. So you yeah. Have it all. Yeah, because I think whenever you go into a coffee shop, we've all stood in line for hours and been like, oh, my gosh, they need another person on. So we wanted to make sure, especially as we were starting off, that we were heavily staffed while we were getting to know the business ourselves. So... Um, coffee is is tricky because everybody wants their coffee a certain way. Um, it, it's not like a beer it or isn't. beer, right? right. It's, oh, it's so different. It's yeah. much different. People come back and be like, "Oh, I put too much milk. Do you mind getting me a new one?" Oh, this doesn't taste right. You know, so you've got to get it right. And believe it or not, there's a lot into making like lattes and cappuccinos. Those young girls behind the counter. I mean, it is a real skill. Um, so it takes a lot of training and it takes a lot of patience because the first couple of times you're like, this is terrible. And you're just constantly throwing it out. Um, and the waste has to be an incredible amount. That has to, and as an owner, that has to be, yeah, stop throwing this and dumping that, this, right? Yeah. And that's one of the, the areas where we've really made a lot of progress because when we first started, you know, you don't know how many people are going to show up on a daily basis. So you just want to make sure you have enough food and you want to be careful of the waste, but there was quite a bit of waste. And now we've got it almost down to... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even when we're training someone, I think we go about better, where even if we are, we do know we're going to waste something, we try to set it up so we know it's going to go to at least a regular at the end when we make it up, or it's going to go home with someone that day. So we at least don't have an employee saying, hey, can I buy lunch when I leave? We just give, it, give them what we used when we trained that person that day. Even just little tiny little tricks like that we've gotten better at really minimizing the things we are throwing away at the end of the day. And I should also mention, one of the things right before I opened um, that made me really want to do this, I was a regular at a coffee shop, and the woman asked me if I could write her a recommendation. She had like a standard recommendation, and the organization was having um, people just ask random customers. Um, So I said I'd be glad to, because she waited on me every day, and I grabbed the form, and I went home to fill it out, and I didn't know her name. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've been going here for at least two years. And this woman and I smile at each other and say hello, but I don't know her name. And um, that's one of the things that I love about Scylla's, is we really try to get to know every single person who walks in. If we don't know your name, we definitely know your coffee order. Be like, oh, this person likes an extra piece of cheese, or this one likes, you know, whatever. I'm the muffin guy, (laughs) so I know that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so that, you just don't get a lot of that nowadays. And I think that's what draws people in is I think people love the fact that they walk in. We know something about their kids or what they did last weekend or what they do for a living. And um, I think that's probably... Oh, yeah. It really doesn't take you long coming to Sills before we know almost too much about you. you well, know what I mean? One of the reasons for that, too, is just to kind of give people, whether wherever you're listening to this at, um, you're in Norfolk. It's a tiny, sleepy little town, which, yeah. you know, I moved here almost four years ago now. And, you know, I've loved it for that reason. 
when you're looking to find a space, why'd you choose Norfolk? What, what was it that kind of drew you in? Um, well, actually, in it was, I have to give my boyfriend, Bob, uh, the credit for this because he is an engineer. He does a lot of estimating in the area, and he had gone to a meeting about Norfolk, the zoning, and we were looking at different locations, and we pulled up to not my shop but across the street, and he said, you know what? I think this is a perfect place for you to get your feet wet. You've never done this before. Um, it's at, it's going to explode. It's going to be the next Medfield. You're going to see a lot of building, you know, going on in the next five years. I think you should get in here now. Um, so we always go back and forth on whether that was a good decision because it has been tough or, you know, I think maybe in a year or two I will be able to answer that, you know, a little bit better. But it's an interesting town because I would call it as there's a lot of other towns that pass through. So sometimes you mm -hmm. might walk into Scylla's and think it's all Norfolk people. We have a lot of our customers from Rentham and, Fr and Franklin. Oh, and no kidding. And, so and a lot of Walpole, too. And Walpole that makes sense. and Medfield and Millis. I mean, bringing four kids up in Medfield, we've got a lot of people who cross the line to come because they know my kids or they know me. Now I'm living in Millis, and my boyfriend, you know, grew up in Millis, so we've got a lot coming from there. Um, the Millis... Um, fire chief, I mean police chief and the fire chief love our coffee so he allows them to cross the line to get Scylla's coffee so it's not necessarily Norfolk people. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. <clears throat> I mean it I, I know for a fact myself and my neighbors are all there because oh, literally yeah. oh, we have I'll so many to the parking lot and I laugh oh, and yeah. like oh yeah there's Bill's yep. car there yeah. you know that's just the the way well, it there works. Well there is a, I mean there's a great community it's a great community spot we try to really help out the schools and the fire department and the police I can't say enough about them mm -hmm. they really have been so supportive. Oh they've been amazing awesome. they're some they're of our amazing. best customers they for are. sure. That's really Absolutely cool. So greatest. let's talk about some of the challenges that you guys have encountered since you opened, really. What, what are some of the ones that kind of really stick out in your mind? Well, we've tried different things. So I think in a coffee shop, what's difficult and what's hard to remember is even if you walk into Scylla's and you see a full restaurant, a lot of times it's just people drinking coffee, coffee that's $2.50. You know, so it's um, what's hard is to really figure out another piece to go along with it. So we've, we've tried different things. We tried selling coffee out at the train station. And we went to the MBTA and we got licensed to have a little cart out that there. That had to have been an interesting. And we thought, oh, this is it. You know, if we're having a slow day inside the shop, at least we're gonna make it up on the platform. But what we found out was people are a creature of habits. So a lot of people would get their coffee at home or they would run through the, you know, drive through of another There's restaurant. another restaurant right down the street. Yeah. Yep. And then um, we barely got, you know, a lot of the coffee sales. So we ended, we gave it a year. And then okay. after a year, we just said, we've got to shut this down. Yeah. Although, you know what, it did actually help get our name out there a little bit. I think just from a branding perspective, yeah, people are seeing it. Not everybody parks yeah. or walks past it because it... You know, location is everything when it comes to something like this. So not everybody is going directly past it every single time, right? right? Yeah, and I so. think unfortunately we didn't realize when we were figuring out the contract with the MBTA that whereabouts we would actually be placed on the platform. So everyone loads kind of on the end of the train, and we were kind of put right at the beginning. So I think a gotcha. lot of the time, too, people come in there last second. They didn't want to be hung up at the very beginning of the platform when they had to make it another 200 yards to 
hop on the train it, in, in the a, spring in they might be waiting out there right yeah. but summertime people are in the AC cars exactly. there and, and I the actually exactly. I had to walk the platform with the MBTA and I was not allowed to have my cart down in the boarding area for safety purposes gotcha. there wasn't enough room I get, for that, me to, I, makes and sense. I understood that yeah, yeah you yeah. just have to have a certain amount of feet you know away from the track so and then I'll let Ben talk about the sex so we tried that and then we ended up saying all right we better give up the cart mm-hmm. so that I got a liquor license and I got that liquor license early on when the um, shop was being built because I thought well this might be an interesting thing there's not really much in Norfolk people can come in and grab a beer or a glass of wine or whatever so my two boys actually ran the bar at night Ben and Mike mm-hmm. and um, I'll kind of let Ben talk yeah it was it was a really that. rewarding experience I mean even I wouldn't say it was a total failure by any means, but I, I would say that even though we did have st- some struggles with the bar, we were able to learn a lot about how to utilize the liquor license in a, in a smarter way. Mm-hmm. So I think we started with trying to do game nights or we'd get a bunch of board games in there, do a trivia night. We then moved into music and we started getting different mu- uh, music acts from um, play- guys like uh, Norfolk um, residents to people from the city coming out. towns would come down. As yeah, well, definitely. Just yeah. some solo acts, some duos um, playing. And it was a lot of fun, but... It got to the point where we started booking some events for the weekend, some private events, which I think my mom can tell you has been one of the more lucrative parts of the Scylla's. And so it ended up getting to the point where at the beginning we were only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then when we had all these events come in and certain nights we'd have music, it kind of got tricky where we'd be closed on a Friday night, but we'd be open on a Thursday and a Saturday. And being a small business, we don't have the ability to toss an ad on TV saying, close Thursday and Saturday, but we're going to be open Friday for this or... I might have just said that backwards, but... but no, 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 completely understand. I mean, and the thing is, you might post it up on social, but not yeah. every single person's there or every single person sees that. Exactly. And they might not be on your email list or something like that. Yeah. Effect, so they just expect you to be open, right? So we definitely had some, you know, annoyed customers being like, oh, I thought you were open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but I showed up Friday and you guys had a private event. And we, you know, we would have it on Facebook and we would have it on Twitter, but it is tough for them to see, like you had just mentioned, so... I think we went wrong there, you know, booking certain events at certain times and not doing the best job of getting it out there. And But I, I think we learned a lot about how to use the liquor license, and I think since we've closed down the bar, we've been able to book so many private events and really utilize the liquor license. Really? So it's been really cool. That's, I was going to say, how, how did that come about, the, the private event stuff? Um, well, I started to do, people, people would come into my shop and ask if they could do a shower, you know, ha- hold a shower or um, a girl's night out or networking group and I thought yeah on a night there I wasn't having the bar you know how about a Monday night or a Tuesday night and then what I did was I think I tried to do one shower on a Saturday and I closed my shop at um, like 12 o'clock and I held the shower at two o'clock and they had it for as long as they wanted and it went really well and what I realized was oh I'm better off doing that because I have a room fee so there's a, a charge mm-hmm. to rent my shop, and then we'll do all the setup and the breakdown. They order the food for me, and then they have a cash bar. Or maybe we, you know, make a deal with the, the, you know, how much they want to spend on liquor. But at the end of the day, I sort of know what I'm going to make, and I make sure that it's really going to be worth my while closing it down for my regulars. And I just made sure that everybody knew who was a regular or came on weekends, like, hey, everybody, come grab your coffee or your sandwiches before 12. I have a private event. And people were thrilled. I think people want to see us succeed. So whatever I have to do in order to keep Scylla's running, 
people are very accommodating. They're like, okay, that's great. I'm so happy that you're making it. Because I think for the most part, everyone realizes that to be an independent business in a small town is tough. I'm open mm -hmm. seven days a week. I work she about 110 hours I was going to say, how, you know, the, your hourly wage is probably, you know, $3 an hour when you actually boil it down, <laughs> yeah, right? Probably. Oh, it's crazy. She works <laughs> yeah. harder than anyone, anyone I've ever met. I'm just so determined to make this work that I, I knew going into it that I was going to have to work a lot of hours. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices. We celebrate birthdays at weird times. Sometimes everybody will come over to the, if it's one of my kids' birthdays, they'll all come to the shop. We'll all have, like, pizza and open gifts there. Um, I'm open on Thanksgiving and Christmas for a little portion no of the day. Um, oh, yeah. We've gotten in the habit of uh, almost almost recording the Super Bowl and watching it late, that type of stuff, yeah. you know? Really? Yeah. yeah. We've just, we've made a lot of sacrifices. But at the end of the day, um, working with my kids, you know, being a single mother and having my kids around me has been unbelievable. I've loved it. And I've been lucky enough to have my nieces and a couple of nephews jump in from time to time. So it's a real family business, which I don't think you see a lot of either. Well, you know? I was that was going to be kind of my next question. I obviously <laughs> want to talk about that because, you know, you used to see a long time ago, you know, family businesses, family-run yeah. businesses. It was kind of the, the way things just kind of worked, right? And businesses were handed down from generation to generation. But you don't see that nearly as much now. For you guys working together for, you know, a couple of years, how has that been? I mean, I'm really interested, and I want to hear both of your perspectives okay. on this because uh, I'm curious just to see, uh, obviously, you know, you hear never do business with friends or family. Yeah. You guys are doing all the business with family. Oh, yeah. So, how, Ben, I'll start with you. How has that gone? Oh, I can't speak for my mom, but I personally love working with my family and my siblings and even some of our staff who aren't actually family now feel like family. Like we always say Tori's basically a sister. And if you, if you know Scylla's, you definitely know Tori. She's one of the hardest workers we have there. But um, I love it. To be honest, going into it, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I had never done too much work with my family. Obviously, I'd put together family parties and that type of stuff with my um, siblings. But we were never um, – we have four siblings in the family total, um, or four kids. And uh, we never really fought much growing up, so I didn't know what to expect. And I got to be honest, I don't think, I'm sure we bicker a little bit, but to be honest, we work so much better than I expected that we would together. It's, really? It's, it's almost funny. Like, I thought we would butt heads way more than we do. And I'm sure on, the, on a, by a Friday rolling around, we do sometimes bicker a little bit. We can get on each other's skin. But for the most part, it's gone way better than I think both of us well, would have Well, you know what gets under each other's skin, too. So oh, it's yeah. easy to oh, yeah. kind of oh, poke yeah. at someone a little bit oh, more, yeah. too, right? Totally. Yeah. the way that works. It, 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 yeah, no, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's just worked really well. And I think we, uh, we all know how to complement each other well. We know, we know what each other's strengths are. So we don't, you know, my brother might not be the, the best at um, getting to know someone, so he stays in the kitchen a little bit more than others. Or um, just little things like that. We, know, we put each other in places to, to uh, succeed. And it, it's just been a lot of fun and a really rewarding experience, to be honest. What are your thoughts? Well, I feel the same as Ben. Um, I think as a mother, um, I didn't know what to expect going in. And there are times where I've had to, you know, pull one of them aside, especially if something's happened and kind of talk them through maybe a transaction or something that's happened at the shop. So there's always that, oh boy, you know, how's he going to take it? Is he going to roll his eyes and be, but you know, my kids have all been great and I have watched every single one of them really grow. And I'm sure they probably have watched me. 
Um, and I'm really proud of them. Um, I'm really proud of, you know, customers love my kids. I can't tell you how many times somebody will pull me aside and say, I just have to tell you, you have the nicest kids. Every time I come in here, they have a smile, they're polite. Um, so that, as a parent, as you know, as always feels good. Um, and we laugh. I mean, we... It is a very yeah. <laughs> when gossip. someone tells you that you know, I remember that when I went to work for um, my first coffee shop, they said to me, "Are you in good shape?" And I was like, "Well, I run six miles a day, and yeah, I'm really in good shape." And they said, "Well, you have to be able to lift thirty pounds, and you know, you got to move quickly. You're lifting, you're bending, you're." And so it's exhausting. You're on concrete floors. And, you know, Ben's been an athlete. I had nephews who play football, and they're like, oh, my God, my legs. How do you do it, Aunt Mo? And so by Friday or by the end of the week, we are all pretty punchy. And oh, yeah. we've had some great laughs. And, I, you know, that's what I think gets you through a really tough day. If you can have a sense of humor, um, I think I've been... I, I like to think of myself as a fun mother, even bringing oh, four definitely. kids up. I tried to have fun. I taught CCD. I was always had all the kids at my house. Um, so the people that work for me, even the ones that aren't my kids, I've tried to say, like, think in my head, this is their first job. And as a manager and as an owner of a business, I want these kids to walk away from this and love to work, you know, and have an environment. And I tell all of them, I'm training someone this week, and I'm like, look, I make bazillion mistakes. We all do. So don't be embarrassed if you make one. Um, you know, it's just part of learning. And so I think my own kids have really made some mistakes, but they've made them in an atmosphere where it's okay to make them. And we've all sort of learned from them. And I think they'll go on to the next job. Ben's a natural with people. So he was just saying that his brother likes to be in the background. Ben and I are more upfront. And if there's a situation that is kind of tricky it's usually one of us that will go and deal with the customer versus somebody else um, Gail who works for me in the morning is amazing at platters and she's just so creative and um, so that's her little specialty so I think as a manager I've tried to figure out who, what everybody their one thing that they're really good at and just have them focus on that and as a result um, it just kind of works and hopefully customers coming in feel that good vibe because um, one of the neat parts about a coffee shop and I think that's why I was attracted to it it's sort of like a home like everybody's role is important I don't care if you're the one who just goes over to the condiment station and pours the cream and keeps up with that everybody is so appreciative in the middle of a rush you're like oh god Thank God she went and got the trash. Oh, my oh, God, I love you, Chris. Thank God we have it. enough cream, right? Yes, or thank goodness Chris is doing dishes back there. They're stacked. You know, no matter what it is that somebody's doing, you appreciate it. And in a lot of businesses, you don't get that. It's like, oh, you know, there's sort of more of a status um, of what somebody does. But yeah. in a coffee shop, there isn't. It doesn't matter. I'm the owner, and I take out trash. I clean bathrooms. I do dishes. There isn't anything I don't do, and I think that... My staff realizes that, too. So it's just like, pull up your sleeves and get to work. How important is that? Because I think you hear that some people have this idea that, well, I'm going to run my own business, so I don't have to work for someone else, and I kind of get to set the rules. And they think that you're not going to be touching some of the other things, that I'm just going to be the one that oversees and manages it. Yeah, I don't manage I'll... that way. I never have. I mean, my kids will tell you that 
sometimes people will say, you're the owner, why are you cleaning the bathrooms? I'm like, well, because it, there is a gigantic mess and I, there's no way I'm going to have my young girls going near that. I, I'm going to do it. Um, I think it has the ripple effect. And I think because I do everything and I do it with a smile and a good attitude, everybody else does. So I have never, and this goes for all the people that are unrelated to me, had anybody go, oh, I don't want to do that. You just, we don't see that. Yeah. No, my mom set such a good example for everyone in the staff and even for my family because I'm sure there's times where I've walked into sales and I want to complain that I'm tired or whatever, and then I'll walk in and it'll be 8.30 at night. She doesn't need to be doing it, but for some reason she'll be on her hands and knees scrubbing the floor with a towel because she doesn't think it's perfect enough. And she's not complaining doing it. She's actually laughing doing it. So I think, honestly, having my mom as the owner and as the and doing what she's saying she's doing, it really does rub off and have like a trickle-down effect on the staff. And it, it really makes it a pleasant place to work where even when we are tired, we just laugh our way through it. We figure ways to you know, make it fun, make it into a game. And I think that's what really makes Scylla so special. How do you not, I mean, you mentioned the, the hours. I mean, you guys are all working kind of just insane amounts of hours, 100-plus hours a week. How do you not get burnt out? How do you keep it fresh? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, everybody has a time that you say, huh, I yeah. just need a break right now. But how, how do you keep I, that smile on your face? Well, I think it's the customers. It's, I have to say that, you know, a lot of times, because my boyfriend and my brother who's an investor is like, you know, anytime you've had it, if you, this is too much for you, you, if you don't, you know, you want more of a life or you want more time off or you just can't physically do it, you have that choice. The minute they say that, I'm like, no, I can't do that. What about so-and-so? Where will they go? See, because your regulars become sort of, they feel like family. They become yeah. family as well, they do. right? They really do. And the ones, and I'm sure if they're listening, the ones that are there every day know that we love them. We know their birthdays. We, You know, you really become a part of their life. So to be able to say like, oh, this is too much. I'm just going to quit or whatever. I could never imagine doing that. And I just, even though I'm not quite there, I can, I'm, I'm close to it. So I think that in a matter of a year or two, I think I'm going to get my life back a little bit. And, Definitely. you know, it's, it takes a while to sort of figure out what is that, you know, the rhythm of the coffee shop or mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm. No, that, that makes sense, correctly. though, the, the kind of the, the, the flow of it, how yeah. things really kind of work and go. We now know that, my, I mean, we, we made a lot of changes. My brothers were very helpful in having me look at, you know, the numbers. They're like, numbers don't lie. They're all number guys. So they weren't yep. interested in all my fluffy, fun stories they could about care, all the They people. could care less like, about oh, yeah. Save that for somebody else. We want to know what was your payroll. You know, mm -hmm. what was your, you know, what did you put out today and what did you make? That's it. Don't tell mm -hmm. us anything else. I want to look at the books. Yes. I don't care about everything else. Right? Yeah, so they kept saying numbers don't lie. And when you looked at a Monday afternoon, no one was coming into my shop from 3 to 5. You know? Interesting. When you asked about the town, was I, you know, did I make the right decision um, opening up in Norfolk? The only thing I will tell you that I wished I had paid attention to is there's no high school. And that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. If you go into Midfield or you go to Walpole or some of the surrounding towns, it doesn't matter what time of day, even especially three o'clock when school's out. Those there's coffee It's a shops. rush at three, right? Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh, they I can tell you from experience. Leaving, <laughs> Met, leaving Medfield High School, I'd go to Dunkin' Donuts right away. Right away. Right around the corner. So yeah, and even the Donut Express and Blue Moon, some of the independent shops in Medfield, mm -hmm. they do great. Just as crap. Yeah. Just as good. Gotcha. And so it's unfortunate, but I understand it at the same time. Norfolk, right next to the Norfolk High School, um, KP is a coffee shop. 
and that's where all the kids kind of you know run and get their congregate rocking. afterwards. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. so we weren't seeing the crowds after three, and mm-hmm. that's when um, my brother was like, "Shut it down. That's two more hours you can gain for yourself. What mm-hmm. are you doing?" And then when we did that, we realized like no one's coming in. Not only on Mondays, but Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, it's not worth it. So I think closing at three o'clock is the right thing for right now anyway. You know, there, we haven't had any complaints from customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, people kind of know our hours now, so they just kind of make sure that they pop in. And if they come at 3.05 and they want a coffee, we're cleaning up anyway. So we're like, sure, and we get it for them. And, of course, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, I'm 99% sure that I've been one of them that just kind of <laughs> don't, that's for sure. Yeah. So with this, all, all this has been, this is awesome. What's next? What are you kind of hoping for? Where, what's, what, what's the future hold for you guys? What do you want the future to? Well, I hope that personally we can get her some more time off her pl- or off her daily day to day schedule so that she can free up some time in the next year, and I think that's probably as a as a family our number one goal is you know awesome. getting it to go a little bit better day in day and then hopefully that she can you know even if it's just leaving two hours earlier than she is right now that would be awesome for all of us because like my mom said she you know she's just such an active person she is someone who loves to stay physically fit and loves to get her running every day so me personally I would say. My biggest goal with Sills would be to free up more time for my mom because I would love to see that. He's a good kid. <laughs> You've got a good son. Well, this is what I mean. I have to tell you that when, when I'll go right back to the beach where they're all on their stomachs and their towels going, we should do this. Every one of my kids has pitched in some way or another and been as excited. If I had all of the three others, everybody's been great. And they've been so supportive of me. And whatever I've needed them to step up and do, they've... Some weeks they haven't taken a paycheck. Some weeks I've had him driving all over the place because I've had deliveries and I've needed him to, you know, run into Boston at a weird time of day or night. And, you know, they've just done it. And, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Very cool. So for you, what's kind of your goal? Is it uh, more time to I mean, yeah, for, no, what's goal for time. you and okay, for Sillas itself? Yeah. Uh, well, I am liking what I'm seeing at Sillas. I think with the more development, you know, the town getting bigger and more people moving in and all this construction And, and younger families on. are coming in. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen that personally just because I'm And, you know, I'm the younger families, I think when I opened Silla's, there was a real mixture of, um, of people. And with the younger people coming in, they're coming from Boston, they're coming from different parts of the country, they're buying all the new homes, and they're used to going into the type of a coffee house um, like Silla's. They're used to They're having, used to the Cafe Nero's of the world, they right? Are, they're, yeah. they're, and they're even exposing them to like it's a, you can have an Irish coffee, you can have a mimosa on a Sunday. For a lot of people Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> oh, she may have been I'm in there. I'm pretty yeah. sure she knows that, but Bloody Mary, you know, there's um so I think people um the ones that are like, Oh my gosh, you know, I was looking at houses in Norfolk and I saw Arcellas and I have to tell you that your shop really sold me my you know, this town. They wanted something, you know, that was familiar to them that they might have had down in Boston or wherever, Providence or wherever they were coming from. Um, so I would just say that, you know, more customers. Yeah, maybe even just booking, you know, doubling the amount of private events we book for the next year. That would be an awesome, awesome. goal that we yeah. could do. Because yeah. we're seeing more and more of those come in each week. So I would love we, to maybe yeah. even do that, double that yeah. next year. We have a cool thing happening Friday night where we have a pop-up restaurant. I don't know oh if yeah! You're familiar oh with no, that. kidding! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have a young chef who came to actually spoke to Ben. Yeah, he worked at um, I, th- I want to say it's called Cafe Franklin, maybe or Franklin Cafe in okay. Boston. There is yeah. an awesome little restaurant. He worked there for years, 
and then he's kind of branched off. His father runs, is it Needham Country Club's? Um, I'm not sure if it's I want to say if Franklin? it's yeah, Needham or Franklin Country Club's uh, kitchen or whatever. Kitchen. Okay. And then they have yep. their own little um, catering business. So he came to me and my mom with an awesome idea of maybe what if we sell, I think we started small and did maybe just 15 reservations or something like that for the first night and just tested it, made sure we could do it all well. And he brought us an amazing menu. I mean, there was, I think it was five courses with a dessert yeah, course too. Oh, no kidding. Oh, gosh. Yep. And so we, we had that um, that first test run. I want to say that was probably six to seven weeks ago, and that went pretty well. So tomorrow's going to be our first real one. I believe we have 42 seats booked so far. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah, so it'll be another good, a little bit smaller than we'd like. Maybe the next time we'll, we'll bump the number up to 50 or 60, but it'll be really cool to see how that one goes with, you know, more of a full room and, and um I haven't even gotten a good look at the menu, but I think it's another four or five course oh, meal, and it looks yeah. like it's no going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the customers who have come in and seen it, you know, out, they've been like, wow, this is, and they've immediately taken their phones out and taken a picture, and they said, are you going to do more of these? And I said, I'd like to. You know, I was really impressed. I wasn't quite sure when um, Ben came to me and said, Mom, I think we should try this, and I'm like, okay. But then in my head, I'm thinking, like, how is this going to work? How is this going to work? How are people going to And it was impressive. This? These guys came in, and I was ending my day, so I was sort of cleaning my shop, and I was like, is this okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we won't get in your way, and, you know, don't worry about it. And they came in, and they had tables, and they had linens, and they had candles on the tables, and pitchers of water, and nice glassware. And the they plate, brought everything, the, the plates, plating, the you know, silverware. I'm really picky. You know, I mentioned Gail doing a beautiful job with our platters. Mm-hmm. Um, they plated the meal because Ben brought one over to me that night. I wasn't there, but he brought one over for, to show me. It was plated beautifully. So to me, Very that's cool. a part of it. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I mean, that their family is so cool. And to go back on your other point where you don't see too many family businesses like this mm-hmm. is they're kind of starting the same type of thing we are, which is why we really are excited to partner with them, is that the Malone family, it's the, the father's the head chef. Josh is the second in command. Um, Alec is uh, does dishes, and then um, Dougie is uh, the server, running all the plates. Oh, out. no kidding! So That's awesome. they really they they remind cool. us of us. They go back and forth with each other in the kitchen, and they're just a hoot to work with. So we've had a really good time, you know, That's partnering awesome. with those guys has been fun. How important is it? You, you said try it. How important is it? You know, as a small business, really just starting. I mean, you're still new, right? right. You know, yeah, you're, yep. it's you're still a young company. Oh, yeah. How important is it to just try things? Throw it up against the wall and see it's, if it sticks. Well, I think this is why um, it's so important to have independent restaurants and businesses because um, Ben and I were just talking about this on the way over. You know, you can't go to a chain restaurant and say, oh, you know what, I was in some place and I had this burger and I think you guys should try it this way. They'd laugh in your face. But when I have a customer that says, Mary Ellen, I went to a coffee shop and I got to tell you, I had the you know, the best scone and it was prepared this way. You ought to try it. I'm like, well, do you have the recipe? And I'll try it that night. So we try things all the time and that's the beauty of it. And that's why I think people should support local businesses and independent businesses because you get that. You know, if someone says, boy, I really, I had a cup and I was in Chicago and they had the coolest cup to drink coffee and I'm going to get you some literature and you guys should really try it. We're going to get that literature to try it. We can't do everything that uh, customers ask Of course. Us, you do a lot of business yeah. if you just tried literally everything. Right. But and I think, you know, this is where I sort of lean, you know, on my sons and daughters who might have more business um, experience than I do when he might run the numbers and say, we can't try that. We'll lose like a, a ton of money. Our profit would go out the door. So some stuff doesn't make sense for us to try. But if but we definitely take the suggestions in for sure. We, yeah. 
because you never know which one is really going to be the one that makes us, you know, just, you know, work and be successful. So cool. Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things I heard Howard Schultz say when he was starting Starbucks was Starbucks is place number three, right? You have your home, you have your work, and you have your coffee shop. So that's kind of the way you see it with you guys at the end of the day, for sure. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Well, Mary Ellen, Ben, I appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you you so very much. This was great. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Thank you for everybody tuning in. This was awesome stuff indeed. For Mary Ellen and Ben, I am Tyler Pyburn. This is Create Smarter. You'll hear us next time. Take care.